Hey, literary listeners. It's Akko and Marcy. What? Hey. It's been a minute since we've... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's been a minute since we've done one of these intros. But, 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 we have a collaboration. What? Yes, that's right. Marcy and Akko decided to hold an actual book club with some actually dope people. So we read The Case for and Against Love Potions, which is a short story published in The New Yorker by Mbolo Mbewe. We really enjoyed it. We talked about it with Lef. Well, did we enjoy it? Maybe not. But we talked about it (laughs) (laughs) with the podcast Lef Shelf, which was really enjoyable. Yeah, we had fun. They're a couple of cool cats. They had some great takes. And I don't know, it's always fun to add someone to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, the hosts, uh, their names are Nino and Ethan, and they're both just like, and I felt like, I, I don't know, it felt like almost like a like an auntie moment a little bit. Like, I was like, oh my God, like we were chatting with the youth and it's like, Marcy, you're not, you're truly not that much older. Like, what what is this giving right now? Um, but no, but they're really, really wonderful. And their podcast is amazing. Like I, so they've yeah. actually done, um, they did an episode around, um, uh, House of the Spirits by Isabella Allende, mm-hmm. which for those day one listeners know that we also talked about that book. So, and I and I remember listening to that episode; and it was really really good. They also did an episode around White Teeth by Zadie Smith, which I'm not Ooh. sure is a book that I've brought up before on the Color Pages Book Club, but like it's actually one of my favorite books. Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to bring to reading it on the show. It's fucking hilarious, and really? so like I've never read yeah, it. Really, so. Oh yeah highly highly recommend but um yeah just um yeah just really really good energy really love their show really love their analyses and so definitely check them out we'll definitely have a link to our episode with them in the show notes as well as just like their website in general and also if you go to our our website in the collaborations page you'll see the episode linked there as well so give that a little listen you know send them some love and also mm-hmm. you know find out if in talking about it, did we, the hosts, find love in the end? Who knows? You got to stay tuned to see what happens. So with that, let us um, get into this episode now, shall we? Woo! Hey, I'm Akko. And I'm Marcy. And welcome to the Color Pages Book Club. It's that mm-hmm. bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from a colorful background. Uh, yes, colorful backgrounds indeed. And you know, we're excited to get into the second half of this book. It it was just like a, kind of a nice feel-good read. So, you know, I feel like we talk about a lot of like, yeah, like more serious tales. But I, I'm liking the season's like current, like more lighter energy type type literature meanwhile people were like didn't y'all read stone sky only to a couple <laughs> weeks ago like does that count right. <laughs> but no. um but yeah ghost in y'all's last book exactly yes. <laughs> did someone almost like did someone technically die but get brought back to life and like was almost trapped out of the body forever and we're like yeah just like a really light-hearted fall Light read. read like just super <laughs> low stakes but yes <laughs> yes but today well it's i was gonna say this book is low stakes but it's actually not but (laughs) so spoiler and what we're reading today is the second half of the whale rider by watiti himaire woo for context in case you're wondering what was a light read what's that that's the book we're reading um audience so 
Marcy. <laughs> we Everyone's get... like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> it's one of those days. But anyway, speaking mm-hmm. of one of those days, Marcy, mm-hmm. I have a question. Yeah. See how I, I pulled it back in the end? The audience is like, sure, sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is your question? Also, I will say this when you said it's one of those days, I want it to be like, where you want to be all alone, just one of those days by, by Monica. Ooh, I just mm, love that song. But anyway, anyway, yeah, I'm what's your question? <laughs> I feel like one audience member was like, me too. Right. <laughs> just one. <laughs> just one, oh, maybe gosh. two. <laughs> um, so in this story, the main character restores the relationship between the whales and her people very beautiful Mm -hmm. in this hypothetical you are the quote-unquote chosen one what do you restore to the world oh hmm haha gotcha (laughs) i oh my gosh um what do I restore to the world? I feel like there has to be a serious answer and also like a silly answer to this question. Right. Um, so I guess like my serious answer would be just like, oh shit, I don't even, I gotta say something because everyone's like, we're not gonna sit here and listen to you think <laughs> Marcy for 20 minutes. So just say something. Um, so I would say what's coming up to mind for me is kind of like restoring a sense of like, um, like like a like a more so like a mind body interpersonal inter community sort of wildlife type of connection. Um, mm. I feel like capitalism, colonialism, you know, white supremacy, all this other shit, like, I, I feel like has created a landscape where, you know, people are, and, and this is not necessarily culturally transcendent, so I just want to name that, but, like, I, I feel like we, in a, in a global sense, we can kind of operate in this severe, like, this idea of exploitation and, and, and capitalism mm. and, like, sort of the land and resources being meant to be taken advantage of and optimized and, like, extracted. Like, I feel like we have a very extractive relationship yeah. with not only the earth but like with one another um things can just mm. feel very transactional and even uh, the act of a transaction right is like is, is rooted in in, in capital uh, capital and in, in a system that really upholds that above anything else and so i i feel like i would kind of just try to restore that sense of like understanding ourselves outside of those systems mm. and and just of kind of valuing outside of capitalism exactly like an actual authentic mm. person-to-person valuing but in a way that even just kind of brings to question and dissolves the necessity of say things like you know borders and these kind of arbitrary mm. divides that we have between one another just just kind of like a way to like reset in a sense like just of like acknowledging that yes there are various communities and like you know there's very particular you know cultures being represented but ultimately like we like let's start from an actual even plane as far as how we assess one another and and kind of bring that same respect to other forms of life that exist and just, I don't know, like just being less shitty. Um, so I feel <laughs> like that's kind of what I would restore. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that would mean like I would restore something in the earth itself or like in the hearts and minds of people or I, I 
don't know, but that's, that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> as far as like my silly answer, I would restore childlike games and activities and just make them like not rooted in something like childhood. Like I think about something like, you know, something like, a I don't know, like childhood sleepovers and things like that, where it's like, you're mm. so hyped to be like, oh, I'm going over to this person's house or they're coming over to my house. And we just, we just go fuck it up. We just go eat candy and fucking like be Watch obnoxious and like, right. And like, I, I, I would love to restore some of, some of that similar wonder or like even just like, say if we do have to participate in some level of of work because again my, my issue is not with work or labor itself it's just like when it becomes like super exploitative and like you know separative of separates who we yeah, are and kind of our own sense of, of the alienation of labor from absolutely our value or self-worth yeah exactly exactly and so like even if labor is something that we're still participating in it's like okay like we're just going to take naps now. We're going to take naps. Um, right. y'all, y'all need a juicy juice. Like, I would like you, could you imagine like being at work and someone's like, girl, y'all hungry? Like what? Let's just eat some pizza. Y'all, y'all want to watch something? Like right. uh, just like, just have something kind of like, and then afterwards it's not like, oh my God, I have to get back to work. Cause I like socialize. It's like, oh, well, okay, I guess that we're done. Like, <laughs> just yeah. like, just like, just having more of like a, just, just Even I, in school, like, you had a free period. Exactly. Just some some kind of like rest or just like a like a respite. I feel like I would want to restore some of that and make it like less. Yeah, just like just kind of like challenge those sort of um, a lot of those sort of pillars of, of adulthood. Like I'm even, for example, I'm mm. like, I don't want to say I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much on the mic. But like I'm working on like a let's call it a creative writing um project. And <laughs> one of the things that. Uh, it is it was a work of fiction and, and something that I'm trying to incorporate in the community that I'm writing about is that like there's like r- like there's like a giant space that everyone lives in together and in that space is like a huge bed that everyone also sleeps in together and, like there's a very just like we're all just sharing this space which like in, in practice might be kind of a shit show but like I don't know I just feel like writing it's just like very fun and so like I like the idea of just even things like that where it's just like we're like having pillow fights and just like I don't know just having fun i think just fun i think that i think my final answer is fun i would restore (laughs) fun in just kind of yeah that 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 sense of sense of wonder so yeah i love that i think i think you identified so many reasons like i feel like you started from the hindrance what was hindering to like the thing you're trying to restore right like Mm. consumption and capitalism and (laughs) you know a loss of wonder gets right. in the way of fun <laughs> and fun exactly. is a very valuable thing because when we're yeah even you know the exploitation of each other disallows an opportunity to have fun with that person right it destroys right. any possible fun so i really like that what would you restore to the world fun for everyone yeah not just you know when you're young and naive and those are the people who are allowed to have fun or fun that's exploitative and needs the destruction of others but a communal you know inclusive actualized fun yeah (laughs) i love that agree so neither of your answers were silly i also like your part about wonder Mm. like having wonder come back into the world I, i do feel like adulthood is the death of wonder um (laughs) Mm -hmm. oftentimes so 
Yeah. I think maybe that's where our nostalgia for for youth comes from. Yeah. It can feel there's like a, almost like a dulling effect of, Mm. like, even if it's like in your day to day, it's kind of, and and I'll just speak from my own personal experience. Like, I feel like even if like what I'm doing in the day to day is like, you know, fine or, you know, creative or whatever, like even sometimes just like folks you come in contact with just kind of like the platitudes that people say, like, you know, asking someone like, how you doing? And they're just like, you know, just same shit different day same old same old you know like but like shit like that where it's just kind of like okay um it's just like it's like i don't don't know i yeah yeah i think things things can get quite dull right i think i think wonder is quite an interesting i've that's piqued my interest i don't know there's something to be said about something being wonder wonderful Mm. it's not just beautiful or magnificent or amazing it's wonderful it's there's something i don't know even sounds nice to say yeah wonder adventurous perhaps Mm. yeah there's something in the meaning of life about wonderful the listener's like are you are y'all sure and and i think so and (laughs) the reason why is because if there's a reason to keep living if there's something out there different from what you've Mm. known I think we get tired with life when we feel like we kind of know what, what this whole thing is about. (laughs) Right. But we don't because there's so much about life, even in the small things, even in the things that you find, you know, mundane in every day, like the rain. I think we talked about once. It's like kind of wild that water just falls out of the sky on a regular basis. And we're all just fine with that <laughs> we just plan our lives accordingly and it's just like huh right. we're not it's not very often we sit there and think like h2o is just falling out of the sky on this planet like it just does that on this planet right like, trees just grow on this planet <laughs> they just do that <laughs> right and, and honestly i mean even sometimes like i'll have moments where i'll just like look at the sky and be like that's like actually wild. Like, like, I don't know. Just, it's like, there's just like this whole upper layer. Yeah. I don't know. Like when I just really get lost in it, sometimes I'm like, wow, that's just, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> just like, yeah, right. it's and like not even like, right. Like not even like, you know, during a sunset or something, but just like in a right, re- like it's two Oh three regular sky. And you're just like, the sky is just, that's just here like all the time. And like, yeah. How often do I just stop and be like, wow, like what a marvel. Mm, love that. And I think, I mean, to your point, like if you're being exploited or exploiting others or if you're being consumed or consuming others, right? Or Mm -hmm. if labor is alienated from you, there's, it's harder to see and appreciate what's beautiful about the world because I don't know, we get so focused on this minutia, this painful minutia of late stage capitalism. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was kind of a downer, but but <laughs> you, it isn't in Marcy's world <laughs> because the fun has been restored. So they're looking at us like this is the worst timeline. Right. <laughs> I would restore. I I do have a serious one. I have a silly one as well. I think I would mm. restore trust. Um, mm. Because we don't have trust. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but it would be two ways so it's not just or i think a side effect of restoring trust would be that people would care more 
because right. if not trust would quickly like run out <laughs> right if right so if i trust there's a reason i trust you and there's a there's a reason you trust me and so if everyone trusted like the underlying reason that we can trust which I guess I could have just said I would restore love, but that seems a little on the nose. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, then you could assume best intentions. Um, And even, yeah, I don't know. Even if someone presumes to love someone doesn't mean they trust them. Although is it love without trust? Who could say? Anyway, Mm. My less serious one is, you know that little paperclip image that used to assist you in Microsoft Word? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you serious right Um, now? (laughs) I just really feel like that paperclip was great. And (laughs) I think, and I, (laughs) hear me out, I do think that it it was creating a trajectory with technology that we don't have now, right? It's like this little paperclip, it comes out. It's like, hey, do you need some help? And it helps you with your Word document. And it's Mm. friendly. And it's like, it's not condescending. Although sometimes it would get a little like sharp with you. You're like, no, definitely. Like, like. It had jokes. I'm not going (laughs) to Like, like, so you want to just close this without saving? Are you sure? Right. (laughs) Like, that's the choice you're just going to make today. And I'm like, okay, so we're a little spicy today. Um, (laughs) I'm let you feel your feelings, but (laughs) like, yeah. (laughs) But um, I think, I think what I like about it, yeah, it it was very like made, it it was at a time when people assumed a lot of people wouldn't know how to use a computer. So it was like something that made level the playing field because you could always ask you for help and you knew how to ask you for help and also Mm. there was something human and the technology sure it was programmed but it was this connection with the technology with the person like someone had to sit there and think like what are the questions someone might need to ask and then Mm. program this thing to say it and there's something very i think people think at a certain point that technology is just inevitable and the type of technology is inevitable but it's not like the technology we create is reflective of the society that we want to make or that we're making. Mm-hmm. And our technology, I think, reflects us in that it's very cold. <laughs> and it wasn't mm. always this cold. The internet wasn't always this lonely or destructive. I mean, no. we always had pockets of destruction. Let's not lie to ourselves, or I won't lie to the listener. But it didn't always feel so heartless. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of, and we're about to go into nerd territory, so everybody take a second. <laughs> so in Digimon, the first movie. <laughs> Come the through. <laughs> they, they kind of put two movies together. So there's the one where I think it's Agumon comes to, to the, the human world for the first time when Ty and his sister are, are babies. But then there's a second one where it's this whole fun episode where like Ty and Izzy and Matt and TK and Sarah and all of them, they all have to like stop this virus Digimon from like destroying everything. Mm-hmm. And there's this point where Ty and Matt go into the computer because their Digimon are hurt and they like bridge this gap between the digital and the real mm. with love <laughs> because they have this connection with their Digimon Mm. and like can you and oh and also everyone 
all the kids help save the world because they all work together to stop the virus. And, it, mm-hmm. and it's all the kids all over the world. Like, it's not just in Japan. It's like globally. And mm-hmm. everyone can help and they need everyone to help. And it was this thing, this time where the internet was something that brought us together. And it was a way to transmute love across distances. And I love that. And somehow bringing back this paperclip will mm. store that trajectory. It won't, but it does just make me think like, I liked when we used to think that way about the internet. And now yeah. the internet just kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's mine. Hmm. That's really, wow. Well, first, I, I, I was like, the paperclip, what? And then it became, like, <laughs> deeply poetic and beautiful. And now I'm just sitting here, like, literally, like, silent with, like, just pondering what you just said. So, um, love that. Also, it's, it's very interesting you say that because I think that sometimes I almost, like, have these, like, when I think of, like, what peace or a better life would look like. I feel like I almost have like a halcyon perspective. Like it is some somehow endemic of the past or there's something like almost like assuming like a linear timeline, like there's something about moving forward in this technology ridden world that like we need to move away from. We need to like kind of harken back to something else. But I really like what you're saying as far as just like, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying harking back to like, like, like obviously history is like, like, atrocious in, in, in many respects but like in, in the sense of like you know kind of moving away from a lot of the modern like issues with things like social media and technology and just kind of like getting back to a space where like maybe connection could look differently but i like the idea of like taking sort of what we define as current technology and like humanizing it and making it like restorative and friendly and, and like an actual way to like connect and like really and i think at the base of it is just like the when the foundation's like trust and connection like when that's the intention like it's like it, it can it can very much allow for that but when it becomes about like oh this is profitable how do we mm-hmm. extract profit in every way then it yeah like to your point it, it makes it so so cold and so i i, I like yeah. that revision of this current timeline of, of saying that like, I mean, I, I don't know what, what where we're going right now, but it's like, you know, <laughs> the issue may not necessarily be the technology part. It might just be sort of the direction that it's, it's, it's gone. This could actually otherwise have been really, really restored. Well, because, it could potentially be. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think it's kind of like Fahrenheit 451. They're like, the listeners, like there's so many references. We'll keep them coming. <laughs> but um, I think the, the, the firefighter who's burning the main characters or the, I don't know, the main character asked him a question and he says, people stopped reading before we started burning books. Mm. And his point is mainly like, you know, this thing, this institution of book burning and being a firefighter in this world, it's not like they burn books and not, they don't stop fires. That's the whole, right. that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized that would be confusing for someone who hadn't read the book. They, in the real world, firefighters stop fighters in the book, and it's noted, ironically, they start fires to burn books so that people won't read them. Mm. But anyway, um, the point is that the institutions that we create are birthed from a collective choice or consciousness, or mm. typically the choices and consciousness of the most powerful. Like, <laughs> right. but, but the most powerful and the ones of us who buy into the power, right? I mean, True. There is, you know, complacency. Um, okay, so... 
nothing none of this has anything to do with the book that we're reading i guess there's something in there like loss of something that's been restored interesting anyway we're gonna take a break (laughs) we'll get into the summary oh god um yes (laughs) we uh yes we we'll get into the second half of will Ryder. can't wait um see you on a bit That, it, it's it's um, weird when I do it. It's it's weird. I'm no, I love your woos. I feel oh. like they have a different timber. You know. Oh, thanks. Yeah, appreciate you, friend. Should we put woo on a shirt? Woo. Yeah. I- <laughs> Merch thesecolorpages.com. <laughs> right. Listen, yes. are like this shirt you don't have. Yes, right. yes ma'am. Right. <laughs> Correct. <you> <laughs> okay, so in this story, we're in part two. If you remember, in part one. Rai left. So Rai is Kahu's uncle, his young uncle. He's like, you know, 24, 25. Mm. And he left. He went to Australia to follow his hopes and dreams. He ended up in Papua New Guinea with a colonizing racist murderer. <laughs> Escaped that. Pretty low key about it. Returns home to Wangara. And everyone everyone missed him. Everyone was like, oh, Rai, you're back. You know, we need you here and he was like, right. they're like how was abroad and he was like um it happened and none of the followers was like honestly i told you not to leave <laughs> she's like one guard is great he's like honestly <laughs> no argument here so kahu is who is now seven has a little sister and Woo-hoo. everyone else is just older and slightly more stressed about life they're like oh, he's taxes yeah. <laughs> uh, <bills. Ew. laughs> like the rest of us. oh god <laughs> anyway, the, there is this really adorable scene where Nanny Flowers like shows Kahu that she's been polishing his motorbike since he left, like yeah. to make sure it stays. And like, uh, sorry, Nanny Flowers and Kahu have been polishing Rai's motorbike since he left, and mm-hmm. he's like moved to tears. He's like crying. It's really beautiful. Um, Koro though has to ruin it. Remember, if you guys right. remember the patriarchal head who's very obsessed with his patriarchal thoughts he's still trying to find the chosen one but mm. he's depressed since all the boys aren't chosen i guess and <laughs> he can't seem to tell that kahu is literally like a magical creature and she's like walking on water basically but he's like, like a woman right like stars literally <laughs> swirling around kahu like every time she walks like whales sing in the right. background in chorus and then coral's like i just i need the chosen one and like meanwhile right. Kahu's like, like music like, starts playing like exactly. right <laughs> there's like a live studio audience that like applauds every time she like shows up to a scene like and coral's like oh if only and i'm like <laughs> oh my god like coral like Anyway, so it's to the point that Kahu has this really beautiful end of school ceremony and she invites everyone. She writes everyone a, a little invitation card. She's like, everyone show up. Please don't be late. Don't park your motorcycle in the principal's spot. Right. You know, help a girl out. <laughs> Just trying to get through school. But you're Don't fucking invited. embarrass me, but please come. Right. Like- <laughs> it's kind of adorable. <laughs> uh, anyway, so she she's, in, she's doing great. She's in all these, like, 
the ceremony has like all these different presentations. She's in a bunch of them. She wins this prize for a speech she wrote entirely in Maori. And everyone is moved to tears and they're crying except for Koro, who's not there. So he can't cry about it because he didn't attend. And Kahu notices. And of course, she's very sad. Everyone else is pumping her up. They're hyping her up. They're like, woo, Kahu's the best. So Koro decides to hang out with his lackluster gaggle of lost boys. And he's basically like, I need you all. He's like Peter Pan telling the lost boys to go mm. find Wendy or something. Anyway, he's like, go retrieve that rock, uh, this rock from the bottom of the sea. It's like a very important rock. And, you know, they try and they are unsuccessful. And they're like, oh, sorry, Koro. Like... There's a lot of rock stuff. They like come back. Like one person has a seashell. Like come back. One person has like a, a crab. Like a fish. <laughs> <Koro's> really? like, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. But it basically the equivalent of. So anyway, none of them find the rock. So one day Kahu goes out with Ravi and Nanny Flowers on one of their boats. And she hears Nanny Flowers talking about the fact that none of the boys can find this magical stone. She's like, oh, I see the stone, but it's far down at the bottom of the ocean. It's like very hard to reach. And Kahu's like, that stone? And Nanny Flower's like, yeah, that stone right there. That's really hard to reach. And she's like, oh, I'll get that stone. So she like jumps into the water, starts right. swimming. Nanny Flowers freaks out. She's like, basically, he's like, Rowie, go, go save your niece. So Rowie jumps in. He's also like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Nanny Flowers jumps in herself. She's like, let me handle this, you know. Which, actually, the book did her dirty when Nanny jumped into that water. They were like, girl, yeah, Nanny did. Flowers tried to jump in. And what does she think she was doing besides absolutely nothing? Literally distracting from the rescue <laughs> mission of, like, they were like, Nanny Flowers, I just, I'm like, we could have given her some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, done more in that scene, but whatever, it's fine. It's true, but it makes sense. She is older. Like, it's maybe yeah. harder for her. Anyway, so... Kahu's actually fine. Like she's like super fine. <laughs> Very like um <laughs> Disney princess esque. A dolphin shows up and like helps her out. <laughs> right. Like saves her. And she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, me and this dolphin, you know, we're cool. We're we're great. And then we have right. this little an- anecdote. Kind of like how we did in the first one, and it's like the story of the whales. And we see the like I guess Kahu and Rowies and Nanny Flowers and, and Koro's like great, great, great 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 ancestor land um mm-hmm. at wangara and he leaves his bull ha- whale behind because he's like hey fell in love gonna have some kids probably should raise them kids do want to be raised by an adult right and the bull whale's like wait remember all those adventures we had like sailing through the ocean diving down into the deeps like adventuring and Akko and marcy were like yeah yeah no we're cool going with you boy right. like, <laughs> was like well that makes sense because you don't have children and responsibilities and i'm trying to be a good person they're like are you really judging me right now and marcy right, like, like, no, like no, honestly no, Pikey, like are you serious like you're really running <laughs> up right now like <laughs> We're like, we're really saying that we're going to go with the whales. And it's like this whole back and forth. And so Paikio's like, get out of the story. You're really ruining the flow. And we're like, all right. right. <laughs> so anyway, Paikio's like, I love you down, but I got to go. So the bull whale is upset. He goes back and all the other whales, the, they're all like, what is wrong? And he's like, I can't get Paikia out of my head. And they're like, we get it. You guys had the best bond of bro friendship ever. We get it. But, you know you gotta lead the whales now and he's like we're going to antarctica it was just like a really beautiful scene about the arctic that i like i never conceptualized the, the, the antarctica that way but it, it makes sense because of where i'm geographically positioned and where new zealand right. is geographically positioned 
Anyway, not the point. So then they have this moment where all the whales are like, oh, we're going into a massive death. And you're like, okay, this doesn't sound, sounds very sad. But yeah. maybe they're not dying. Maybe they're going into the future. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. So <laughs> shortly afterwards, almost like simultaneously, but not in the future, because time's like a little, you know, time's not linear. We're, we're right. examining that here. But a herd of whales, so it's this, this is like the apex of this story. Like this is the moment thing. So a bunch of whales end up being beached on Wangara. And actually someone like was like walking by like the ocean and they look up at the sky and they're like, something's up with the sky, y'all. Like this is not a good sign. And then just like a bunch of whales end up being beached and they're dying. And some people in the city are like, all right, looks like we're just going to, you know, <laughs> exploit the whales for parts. And that's fine. <laughs> because, right. I mean, they're helpless and we're humans. But then Rari and some other people, actually this woman with a pink sh- slipper, <laughs> she's really, she's really the <laughs> MVP of the scenario. She's like, what the hell is ever, get away from the whales. And I was like, yes. And then Rari shows up. She's even being up Rari until Rari was like, no, 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 we're the good guys. We're, we're here to right. save the whales, not hurt the whales. <laughs> And she was like, okay, well then save them. <laughs> I'm over here holding, carrying the team on my back a little bit, you guys. Right. Anyway, so. <laughs> and despite everyone's best interest, well, all the, the people who are trying to save the whales' best interests, all the whales do end up dying, mainly because the ones that could survive, like, refuse to to go back without the rest of their family, which is mm. beautiful, but also really tragic. So Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in that moment, it was really interesting because, like, I think it kind of demonstrated just, like, a, like kind of the, the, the resurfacing of, like, an ancestral connection to these whales. Because, like, even during the beach effort where they're trying to save them, like, you know, they're trying to pour water on them and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they, they realized that, like, oh, when you talk to the whales, like, I think someone had, like, made a joke, like, next to one of the whales. And the whale, like, did something akin to laughing. And people were like, oh, like, when you talk, the whales understand us. Like, they know what we're saying. Like, they can respond. And so... It, it was like there was yeah. this very real connection that came about and then all of them died and it was just like shit mm-hmm. and it was cute because like the older people were with the whales and like the younger people and it was just like right. this very beautiful like you're right like community rest- i mean all the whales were dying so it was a really tragic scene but right. it was like yeah. a togetherness morning yeah. together thing so you know so that that happened and and, you know, and while it- Oh, sorry. Keep going. I was just going to say, it wasn't lonely. Like, in a world that we live in that's so lonely, like, it was tragic, but it wasn't lonely. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so that happened. And anyway, that's the end of part. No, it's not. Okay, so <laughs> basically, um, so this happens and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is, like, hella tragic. So two important things to know. First, when this was happening, like, the whales being beached and, and dying, like, Nanny Flowers was like, I don't know what else is going to be true, but what is going to be mm. true is that Kahu's ass is not going to learn about this shit because she will actually... Like yep. it will be, it will be too much for her. She's like so connected to these whales. Like we, we can't, we have to keep this away from her. And also, too, Koro and Pororangi um, weren't actually in town during this happening. So, like, I believe they were t- trying to like solve a land dispute, like with yeah, New Zealand for the Maori people. It sounds like yeah, so or at least their tribe. Anyway. Yeah, so so they were out of town. So basically, next we see Koro and Pororangi come back to to Wangara, and like 
it was like cute for like two seconds. Like they were like, woo, reunited. Um, like <laughs> fuck it up. And like, I mean, great. I mean, I'm saying it was groovy, but it literally wasn't because like they were going back and like, you know, Coral was like looking at the beach and was just like, oh my God, this sucks. Like, I can't believe this. And then meanwhile, you know, while looking in the distance, Coral sees like another really large shape that like is clearly a huge, like a whale bigger than all of them before. Um, mm-hmm. And he just instantly is like, oh my God, this is like, an, this is, this is not just a whale. This is like an ancestral whale this whale is like deeply there's something like original about it that i'm like holy shit so coral's like oh my god this whale is coming to to wangara like what are we gonna do and so basically he's like okay like this whale is an ancestor and frankly like i just have the feeling or really i just know that like what happens to this whale is really going to be a predictor of what's going to happen to our community. So if this whale dies, all of us are going to die, be it maybe literally or metaphorically. Couldn't necessarily parse, which maybe a bit of both, but I think there there was sort of that connection. And then also Coral was like, but if the whale survives, like that, that can mean something really good for us as, as a community. And so he's like, this is really important. This is everyone's business. Like all of our lives are at stake. Like, but I'm just inviting the men (laughs) to do something about it because I mean, I mean, yes, everybody's business, but like, I mean, even like at like the end of the world, like I mean, misogyny is just right. always going to be on top. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> imminent death is not going to stop me from that. So like, cute for us. So hopefully, us the men can solve it. Us like twenty six useless men can do something about this ancient bull whale. And Nanny Flowers is just like. So this is very absurd. So I'm gonna like gather mm-hmm. all the women and make sure that we also have a plan because like this is going to fail. In, in, in just a matter of minutes. And so, like, Coral's like, whatever. <laughs> she like, like so, set a timer. <laughs> she was like... She's like, so let me just set a timer for 14 minutes, and y'all are going to need us in about 14 minutes. And then, like, right. Coral's like, girl, whatever, and, like, goes to the beach with, like, the men, and they try to do this, like, whole whale technique moment to get the whale... Because like, at this point, the whale, like, had, had beached itself. And they're like, okay, like, we need to get it back into the water. We need to flip it, like, do something else, blah, blah, blah. It's 26 people. Um, So that shit <laughs> failed. And so Coral's like... Well, I guess we did our best and basically just pulled out like a bag of Lay's and we were like, I mean, I guess if the end of the world is coming, like, just like a bag of chips will get us through. And so thankfully, Nanny Flowers, her, the timer went off after 14 minutes and she was like, oh, so they failed. So, yeah, so um, women of the village, let's all come together. The women and girls, like, let's get this whale out to sea. So they go down to the beach. They're trying to, like, get the whale in the water. I think everyone's pretty much working together at this point, like, irrespective of gender. In kind of the chaos of it all, they brought along Kahu, but, like, Nanny Flowers is like, Kahu, just, just stay on the beach. Don't do nothing. Just just stay here. We want you here, but like, don't do nothing. <laughs> and Kahu's like, yeah, girl, um, of course. But Kahu is seven years old and is like literally a descendant of Pykia. So like in the chaos of trying to get this whale back in the ocean, Kahu somehow managed to single-handedly not even just jump, like soar into the ocean itself. She was able to mount. She was able to like, at this point, like, I guess the sequence of, of, of events gets, uh, gets a little mm-hmm. strange, but like, was it like basically the whale was in the water at this point and she was able to mount it once it got back in? Like, how does she do? Do, do you remember Akko? I'm not entirely sure, but it, it is. she. Yeah, I think go with your interpretation because basically there's a whale. It was beached. They got it in halfway in, maybe the whole right. way in. Somewhere Kahu jumps on, starts riding the whale. 
Yeah, and and I think the whale was maybe it was in the water, but it was trying to get back on the beach or something like that. Regardless, the whale was in the water at this point. Um, even Kahu's like, Child, I don't even know what happened, but basically, like Kahu like <laughs> soars into the ocean. She mounts this whale, and in doing so, like she kind of fulfills like this like an ancient prophecy because like if y'all remember, like literally probably the first sentence of the first part of this episode. Well, not the first sentence. That that would have been like, Hi, I'm Marcy, and Hi, I'm Akko. Like that's silly. <laughs> but I guess in the summary part, we were talking about how like in the ancient times, like Pykea had these spears and he was like throwing them yeah. to like different th- you know they would transform into eels and like other or other forms of life and there was that one that he just kind of threw off into the distance and that would kind of like germinate into something later mm-hmm. so we're seeing by by kahu jumping onto this whale she's kind of like fulfilling that piece of like oh this is like the spear was actually pretty much where like you know her afterbirth was buried like after she was born and so it just kind of shows this like sort of descendant a pikea moment she's like kind of becoming the new whale rider in a sense not even in a sense she it just is and so like she jumps right. on this whale and essentially just kind of like leaves the, like once she mounts the whale the whale's like i bet like i feel good about this and so it just mm-hmm. kind of like goes off into the ocean and kahu just kind of like sails with the whale to liberate and kind of, I guess, by extension, brings along Wangara as well. Um, mind you, everyone's like, damn, like, that's great. But Kahu literally just went into the distance. Like, she's they're just like yeah. staring into the middle distance. Like, Kahu's seven she's years old. Like, seven. Mm-hmm. So, right. That's <laughs> so, what is about to happen here? And so everyone's like, yay. But, like, oh, so we see now that basically it's kind of from the whales perspective again. And so like the whales are like, you know, they have, they have Kahu and every, or I guess the Kahu's like on the mate, on the, on the bull whale or whatever. Like they're kind of going back to like, I don't know. I don't know where they're necessarily going back to, but basically while they were swimming, there was like one whale that was like, just kind of like the, I don't know if she was just like an old, I think they described her as like an old mother or like a grandmother or something to that effect. Yeah. But, I think she was the queen of the whales. Okay. Yeah. So like the queen whale was like, because the bull whale was like, Pikea has returned. Like, Pikea, we lit. Like, we back. And then the queen <laughs> whale's like, yeah, so, um, not, not Pikea though. And the pe- bull mm. whale was like, what you mean? And, and, and <laughs> the queen whale like pulls out her copy of the whale rider. And she's like, so if you would just look at chapter one exactly. So, so Pikea actually, that, that was the one that was like, hey, by the way, like having kids, like, you know, the whole Marcy Akko subplot and the, the whale was like, who? And then the queen's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, basically Pikea is like no nodding. longer alive. They pull out their own copy. <laughs> right? uh-huh. I highlighted that part. I actually highlighted them. Exactly. They're like, yeah, they, I felt like that first passage was just like really beautifully written and like Weetie like joins in the conversation it's just like a very strange moment but basically um the queen whale is like yeah so like not pikea but pikea's descendant remember that spear page one remember that and the bull whale is like this yeah. is this is coming back to me and queen whale is like yeah so i think we should you know i think how who has other jobs to do in, in wangara i think we should we should return her and the bull whale is like but i mean what if we just like did it and the queen whale is like oh but what if we did and the other one's like mm, but like <laughs> five more minutes and then the queen whale's like we've been alive for eternity so five minutes for us is might be five centuries like honestly i think we might right. as well just return her while we're at because kahu only oh, has thanks. so many years so the this bull whale's like long situation exactly <laughs> you're about to live 700 years kiddo sorry like shit um so they're like oh fine fuck sorry arlong is from um the ghost bride which is what we read couple right before this one so yeah highly recommend you listen to those episodes because they are very silly anyway (laughs) basically the bobo's like okay well i guess we gotta get kahu back so he like i don't know like calls an uber and it's like okay kahu like get back to wangara (laughs) so like wangara at least of wangara so kahu goes back to wangara and like basically three days later everyone's like mourning because they're like oh my god kahu left three days ago Mm -hmm. like fuck but then she just kind of like shows up on like a bed of like 
I think it was like seaweed or something, the plants, mm-hmm. algae, something or another, like transported by dolphins. So like it really was slick and uber moment, which is kind of lit. Um, but anyway, basically they're like, okay, Kahu saved the day, but she's also like in a coma, like yikes. So mm-hmm. they take her to the hospital. Also turns out that like Nanny Flowers herself kind of went into a coma for a little bit, just from like the shock of the whole situation. But like we kind of yep. see this from Nanny Flowers perspective. So she like wakes up, you know, she has a conversation with Koro and Koro's like, yeah, like I have just been the living worst and nanny flowers is like mm-hmm, couldn't agree more and coral was like yeah i have just been terrible i should have listened to you from day one and nanny flowers like yep 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 i totally agree and he's like i feel like this is the part where you do some of he's she's like i'm not actually doing any emotional labor because you're realizing Honestly, the barest of minimums i think coro asked for i think he was like yeah i was just really fucking wrong that's fair fair <laughs> there was like no point where he was like oh yeah i made the right he was like i didn't save the beach to whale didn't right. even know that this was gonna happen didn't ride the whale none of the people i chose rode the whale none of the people right. i chose even found the stone so i'm zero for five at this point so right I've been useless this whole time. And Annie Flowers is like, I just I just want the record to show that since page like three, really been on the same energy. So I've just been correct the whole time. <laughs> and then Kahu, who's in like the bed adjacent, like wakes up and she's like, oh my gosh, y'all are always arguing. So she like wakes up from a coma. <laughs> and then Annie Flowers says something to the akin of like, girl, I don't argue. I'm just right. And I watch Koro be wrong, which was just kind of a mood. Like I was like, that's like, dude, I, I just need to write that down for like future situations where I'm arguing with someone. But anyway, um, so yeah, so at this point, like, you know, we see that Kahu has woken up, she's fine, Nanny Flowers is fine, like, everything's essentially fine, the whales are fine. So hopefully this kind of represents, like, a like a pivot of sorts into a more sort of anti-patriarchal, decolonized, like, more unified type of future between, between you know, people and, and, and those, and the other forms of life around them. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how the book ends, kind of filled with this potential for, for the future. Yeah. So, Yeah bet yeah so that's that's what happened so let's take a little pause just a little break you know grab some tea or something to that effect and um we're gonna come back and get into our thoughts and feelings on the book because there is there's some things we want to want to talk about yeah some stuff i'll see you soon see you on a bit so so yeah i mean thanks for listening to our summary it was oodles of fun now here are just like some thoughts and feelings so like yeah like you usually do when you finish your summary okay that's true so i really i i like the ending it's like you're having a conversation with yourself anyway so i really like this book i thought it was really good and cool Mm -hmm. And fun. And again, it was beautifully written. I think I didn't expect it to end so quickly, which I mean, I saw the pages. I don't know why I didn't expect it to end so quickly. But I do think I was, I was almost waiting for the third act while the Mm. third act was happening. I think I, I thought Kahu would be a character with she has agency but she's also seven i thought she would be more of a main character in the story yeah so the story is about kahu but it's not by kahu and it's Mm -hmm. not so she's she's yeah which i don't dislike as a type of writing in fact i think it's a writing style we don't have as much now and i kind of Mm. wish 
we did like the main character the person telling the story isn't the main character of the story i'm sure people are like there's plenty of stories like that but this sort of observatory (laughs) thing right (laughs) where the protagonist is observing the phenomenon and i think i like rawi because rawi feels no need to be a chosen one either he's just like this is a thing that happened to me like this is something i witnessed and something i saw in my life (laughs) you know i just like the idea of a side character as the main character in the sense mm. that they truly are a side character. Like, Rowie is truly not the main character of the story. At, but all. <laughs> at all. Not even a little. <laughs> but, <laughs> but his point is just to, like, bear witness to this cool thing. And that might be your life. It's just to witness something amazing as part of your bigger community when something exciting happens to... Exciting is a strong word. It was devastating. When something happens and you're just mm-hmm. part of it. And I, I really like that framing and perspective yeah um i do i do i kind of wish kahu (laughs) was more of a character yeah sure but whatever a different story maybe that's what will happen um i liked a couple of things i have a question which i know that's wild i'm throwing a wrench in the whole the whole structure (laughs) of the show but before we get to that question i really liked the idea of this temporal distortion or I maybe I'm thinking of it as a distortion and maybe you know time is not linear and everything's happening at the same time but of you know first we have the sphere going through time and then we have the bull whales and the ancient whales like coming back mm. um, from the past so there's this moment of like mourning and sorrow when Pykea you know steps away to be a human mm-hmm. but then there's this it's this necessity like this need for the bull whale and all the other whales to like to separate so that you can come back together it's almost like this Mm. whole thing has always been part of it like even this big disruption this colonization this everything was actually all part of it it's Mm. kind of comforting like not part of it like i'm not trying to say any of the stuff that happened was supposed to happen but Mm. maybe kind of in the last time i was like there was a disruption maybe our ancestry is stronger than that disruption. Maybe it was all, you know, maybe, because I think there's this idea that like when like colonizers came, like the ancestry and the like mythologies were proven false, right? Mm. And then they died, but maybe they never died. (laughs) Maybe our timeline is shorter than the timeline. I don't know, to have that here, that's what happens here. Yeah. feels kind of comforting and cool and co- encompassing like you're never alone or away mm. but in the same time there's still choice right when the ancestral bull whale comes back they're like is everything restored <laughs> and the bull whale's like it depends on what you do right now right. <laughs> so there's always that choice i think and maybe this is the last choice or maybe you know just that moment that they're still even in that Mm. moment a choice i thought that was really brilliant you know to accept or get rid of you know ancestry or myth our our way of thinking uh, you know Mm. past traditions it's still your choice like what you become there's no there was some way of a destiny but there isn't and then I just think Nanny Flowers actually is the protagonist of the story. <laughs> mm. And now that I think about it more, because, okay, if Nanny Flowers hadn't like gone against Koro and like taken the placenta and hidden it 
in the ground. Like, maybe Kahu wouldn't have had a connection to Wangara. Like, maybe she wouldn't mm. have come back. Because, like, there are so many things, obstacles to Kahu becoming the whale rider, right? If she hadn't nurtured her when Koro was not nurturing her, maybe she wouldn't have had the confidence, you know? Right. If Nanny Flowers hadn't, like, taken her on the boat with Rawi, you know, there's so much... I really, man, the more I talk about it, the more I dig this story. The story is really about Rawi and Nanny Flowers nurturing mm-hmm. this, like, I don't know. This, I, I think it's really cool to see, like, these side characters are the reason this main character occurred. <laughs> and this right. main character occurring is the reason, like, the balance is restored. So it's really, like, a bunch of people restoring the balance. Just like it's always mm-hmm. been. Like, it's not just that it's the whales it's not just you know it's 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 and not just like the main bull whale who's like honestly kind of lost the plot a little bit about what you're supposed to be doing it's like (laughs) the queen whale and like the lady whales who are like this is what we need to do not that it really matters right like it's gender is not that important except for that we live in a patriarchal society that diminishes the value of women but um anyway so i really like that Here's my question, though, to you, Marcy. Mm. Why do you think the modern whales died? Like, is mm. it is it because the ancient whales and the modern whales couldn't exist in the same time period? Or is it more metaphorical than that? Like, this modern relationship with whales and animals had to die, and we had to mourn what we've become and what we've done. Look at Akko answering the question she asked someone else. <laughs> 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 mourn what we've become and what we've done. And then there's a new choice put in front of us of what we're going to become next Mm. um yeah or maybe not that's this is really interesting i so i think i i really like your your second interpretation as far as like our modern way had to die i almost thought about it as like the almost like the inverse of a tree if that makes sense so i was thinking like just like just walk with me for a second so like i when i when i think about the idea of the the modern whales dying and then the the ancient bull whales coming back it's almost like because like like throughout the entire book like you know koro's been like i mean in a very misogynistic way but it was very like oh we need to like really remember what it means to be maori and like you know we have to like understand our language and our customs and our roots like we need to like really connect with who we are as people like we can't get lost in this like kind of colonial vision of who we've been told that we are and all of that and i think in that like i think there was a like in wangara but also just sort of more broadly i think there was sort of a sense of loss like there was like a, a maybe a period of disconnection with like Okay, like, mm-hmm. who are we as a community? Like, what are, what are our priorities right now as a community? What do, what are we going to emphasize as as a community coming together? And, like, it felt almost like, say, if if we're positioning this decision, this this trajectory in the, into the future as, like, as like say, a tree, going back to my original example, I, I'm thinking almost like the top being burned first and then, like, the incineration of the roots would represent in some way kind of the, the official... Official again, mm. kind of going back to that either either it's metaphorical or it's literal kind of death of of, of this culture. And I think it was one of those things mm. where it was like the root is the last thing remaining. Like once that's destroyed, it's destroyed. And so mm. I think it I almost thought about it as like time kind of playing with the temporality a little bit, kind of starting from the future and rewinding to the past. The last remnant is the past. It's not oh. like forward, backward, is backward. It, it was not 
backward forward is forward backward, I guess. Um, I love that, Marcy. Yeah. So I kind of got that, like, kind of that image, like, just time going kind of in a reverse direction. And then because they were able to rectify with this ancestral whale that represents in many ways, like, kind of the the foundation of, of who they are, their, you know, the spiritual practices and, and, and everything going on there, I feel like that kind of represented, okay, like, now we can kind of move forward. Like the, the right. base has not been destroyed, so we can we can redirect. Like it, it mm. the, the trajectory y'all were on has been destroyed, but we can reroute in whatever direction with this kind of newfound understanding. With also oh the understanding God. too that like the new direction that we're going in would not have ever happened without the previous. So kind of going back to where mm. you're saying, like just like the not I don't want to say necessity, but just sort of like the like the, the this idea of it's never too late. Like it's like okay, like yes. because of the experiences we had under under this other timeline, under under this other schema under which we were living, we can now use that to inform this new direction that probably would have right. been unbeknownst to us if we had started there from the beginning. And so there's something almost like I don't want to say forgiving, but just like I like the yeah, just the, the idea of it not being too late. That it's like okay, we can, right. we can we can we can we can repivot in in a sense. So. Ah, uh, Marcy, that's so brilliant. I think because, you know, this season we really are trying to talk about things outside of the colonial lens and, or moving the lens, right? And the mm-hmm. idea, I, I think I always have this despair, which I mentioned in the last episode of like, mm-hmm. we don't know who we would have been without this whole colonialism thing happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we also don't know what we could be going forward right informed of what we have experienced that's real and who's to say like you're saying like like you said like maybe the branch has been burned like maybe the way here led to a a, a dead end but Mm -hmm. if we if 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 the root is still there which it is because everyone's ancestors survives (laughs) right maybe not everyone survives but most things never die (laughs) to be honest with you Mm-hmm. So there's always this thread, a string you could go back to to rebuild and make something wonderful. And so that, you know, colonization did not destroy us. Yeah. And I think you're so right. I love your tree metaphor. I I think it's brilliant. Um it also means like our it's just like idea of like, you know, first of all, the time thing, right? Like moving backwards. Mm. Well, if it, it means the present affects the past, right? Right. It's like the present and the past are always in conversation, just like the past is in conversation with the future. It's mm. anyway, this book is dope. I actually think I like it more after talking about it. I agree. I, yeah. And it's, I mean, just want to just lift up. I mean, this, I think this is, I think this is considered children's lit and I am very like, word up like also where was this when i was growing up like i'm pretty what? sure this book was reading... in existence when we were growing up didn't it originally come out in like like the 80s or not? Ooh, mm-hmm. let me not misspeak yeah so like i'm like where where was it like why are we it makes me almost think about like esperanza rising um and we had that conversation we had on ssr like of like yeah like where is this type of literature like you know growing up and 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 all of that but yeah i i definitely very much share that same that same sentiment there's a lot there's a lot here um and it it, you know it even makes me think about that quote on um it was like right before they went to like after when when coral had like gathered all the men and was like okay here's the plan here's what we're gonna do like the ancient bull whale is like on the beach but here's what we're gonna do about it like 
I kind of want to pull it up, actually. I think this would be a good time to like kind of read it. That really spoke to me. And I feel like that kind of speaks to what we're talking about here. So yeah, so that's that's the context. They're like all um, kind of gathering around having this conversation. And, and, and Cora was kind of bringing up the philosophical and very real importance of, of this moment coming forward with, with this whale. So I just kind of want to read a little excerpt of that. So when I say he said, I'm, I'm talking about Cora's perspective here. So the quote reads, You have all seen the whale, he said. You have all seen the sacred sign tattooed on its head. Is the tattoo there by accident or by design? Why did a whale of its appearance strand itself here and not at Wainui? Does it belong in the real world or the unreal world? The real, someone called. Is it natural or supernatural? It is supernatural, a second voice said. Coral Apirana put up his hands to stop the debate. No, he said, it is both. It is a reminder of the oneness which the world once had. Mm. It is the birth cord joining past and present, reality and fantasy. It is both. It is both, he thundered. And if we have forgotten the communion, then we have ceased to be Maori. And Mm. so that passage, I read that and I was like, I was literally like on a plane reading that. And I was like... Not the wind being knocked out of me, like what? So, so very that, very much like speaking to that duality there. Um, I just think is just yeah, very very beautiful. But, but yeah, yes. I I I loved that passage too, and I think you're right. It's like this, and he, he also talks about you know like when like when we lost that oneness, there was division between like science and and fantasy and all this, and mm-hmm. it's it's true. Even if you look like at older sciences like you know philosophy was like one of the sciences <laughs> like yeah. you know like that this false dichotomy of what is worth pursuing as an intellectual pursuit or a, what's a logical conclusion constructed mm-hmm. like very much constructed in the modern age and in a lot of ways it's just now where people are starting to say like maybe we should have artists and scientists come together you're like yeah because mm. these divisions are nonsensical <laughs> right um and there's something lost in those divisions because then you're only thinking in one direction to right. the detriment of other things and like for instance the direction or that <laughs> we in the modern era have gone on in particular for the fault of a couple of countries has caused us in a climate crisis that may destroy us. <laughs> like right. we might burn the tree all the way to the root. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I, I really agreed with that. Exactly. Like the divisions, the dichotomies are not what we think they are. The time dichotomy isn't what we think it is, right. or maybe it is what we've known it to be, but we have put to the side um anyway yeah 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 it's yeah it's it's a really resounding and beautiful message to really like just let resonate and Mm -hmm. and and marinate and just yeah just kind of you know because i think where i struggle is that like in this book, what I appreciated was that like the community as a whole came together and was like, we've been going in a direction that we, we want to pivot from. Like we are in agreement that this is not who we want to be. So let us like shift. And I think for myself, I, I struggle with like, you know, 
but there's still so many people who don't <laughs> see any issue <laughs> with how Most things are, people. you know, like they're, they're right. deeply vested in the way things mm-hmm. are and things not changing at all. And so it's just like, how do you pivot when there's so much like dissent and so much like, I mean, I'm not saying we have to remove the nuance of people or sort of the, the diversity of thoughts, I guess, so to speak. But like, I mean, at the very least, can we get on the same page? Like, girl, this is not it. I mean, to your point, like, mm-hmm. the, like the planet is crumbling. <laughs> like, it's just like, this is not like something has got to give, like, this is not sustainable. Working. This isn't sustainable. Yeah. Um, so at the very least, if there was like some more consensus there and then of like, okay, how do we get out of this? Okay, let's have that conversation. But damn, can we at least get there? Shit. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, and and I, it's not lost to me that like Wangara has this rebirth, not like the whole world, <laughs> you know. Right. Back in Papua New Guinea, Jeff is running deep, deep into colonizer territory. Like Jeff right. is... You know, and his mom and, and her book club. Oh God. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, I, I don't know if we get big miracles, but maybe we get small ones in yeah. small communities. And that's why Koro is not a perfect character, but there is some, a lot of good to Koro. Koro is trying yeah. really hard to restore, to, to pass on what he yeah. knows about Maori culture. Mm-hmm. To the point where it kind of distracts him from seeing what's in front of him. But he is so anxious and so earnest about keeping the mountain culture alive. And I think mm-hmm. this is kind of the misguidedness that we can see in other places where colonization came in. And so we get this misconception that without colonization, the patriarchy of whatever minority or oppressed group would be mm-hmm. the head of that group and you're like that's actually also a product of the the, the colonizers right. like right it's to nanny flowers point she's like let me just tell you about three different times in which women just did exactly what they wanted to do for the right. betterment of everyone and she's like she's like mm-hmm. and this time and this time and this time like she makes it very clear that it's not outside of tradition for women to have agency like that's right not the case but for koro right in his mind it's like he's so set on the idea of what what it means to restore things to the way they were that he doesn't it, it kind of yeah distracts him from seeing that one that wasn't that's a made-up idea of how things were and two it's not a necessary thing to restore like you're missing the forest for the trees <laughs> we don't need right. to restore you know the patriarchal system it's that connection that's that oneness which is wild because he'll say that and then not do it (laughs) right like he's like you know there's no difference between the unreal and the real and you're like but women don't have in the place with men and saving the right he's like yeah 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 i don't know (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) he does see the light at the end of the tunnel though i mean not that's a metaphor for dying he does you know turn over a new leaf at the end though so you know yeah that's that's real. <sighs> yeah, just com- complexity certainly within within his character, and I and I agree. I think they're <laughs> frustrating ass character, but there is yeah that earnestness. I'm like okay, uh, okay. Uh, uh, at mean, least you're, you're like more... changing at the end. Like you're right. like I'm realizing you're you're like trying to be accountable. Like, uh, like <laughs> I guess. 
okay, girl, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's just that like, one in um, House of the Spirits who was just the worst till the very end? I can't even remember his name. Oh, my God. Um, Esteban yeah. Garcia? Tereva? Yeah, Tercero? Oh, my God. I think Tercero Which, was someone's descendant. I think, I was it just remember. Esteban Garcia? Maybe. Oh, my God. There were a lot of Estebans because it was like the theme in the story. Yeah. Um, because of him, because of his bad behavior. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Anyway, but um, but yeah. So the point is, people can not change. So <laughs> he does yeah. change, which is good. But, yeah. Um, also, real quick, um, I just want to say super fast. Um, this is like this literally occurred to me while we were giving the summary. But like, so the boys that like Koro um, was like really trying to like get to be the chosen ones or whatever. Like, <laughs> is it me or did they give like kind of dewy energy? And to to explain what I just said, so if you listen to like episodes three and four, Tony Morris and Sula, um, there are these characters named the Deweys who are like these like really rambunctious like three children slash who eventually become adults that are like so absurd and silly that like even though they look nothing alike and they're like years apart like no one can tell them (laughs) apart and like no one even fully knows how many Deweys there are they're like is it eight like two like it's just just very um, like this amorphous weird ass like chaotic cloud of a character I don't know I was I feel like some of the like the boys were giving that energy a little bit at the end like just like with their like random mischief and like you know, eavesdropping in the hospital when you it's know, true. Like, Kahu and them were waking up. It was just very like silly, and I was kind of like, okay, this isn't like full extent Dewey level, but it's like giving slight Dewey tease. So I just wanted to voice that, right? And just, just like name that, you know. <laughs> well, that's um, why I was like the lost. He said the lost boys on the like, a, like they just had this very like, I don't know, like whimsical, but like moderately, like I don't know. It was just very. You're right. It was very f- whimsical, um, right? Tony Morrison so. is also someone who's good at putting wonder in things definitely um, <sighs> yeah anyway it was cool yeah. it was a good book if you're yeah. interested you know give it a read i'd love to see i mean there's no sequel a sequel would have been fun but i probably you know some things are meant to be a certain way and finish that way yeah. so it, it's it's all good but yeah okay if you had more thoughts on you know the, the lens in which we see colonization or how off topic we get when we <laughs> change up <laughs> what book we're reading or if mm. you just have like a positive statement if you're like you know you guys are really you know we see that you've become a little bit more loose with the structure but it's really working for you guys you know we love to hear that too yeah um but yeah so if you have any of those comments or you just want to like just hey you know what? also if you have a book recommendation something that you think Ooh. we'll like or something you want us to talk about at the color pages that is our twitter these color pages that is our instagram these color pages at gmail.com that's our email and website <laughs> these color pages.com so if you ever want to know what we're doing you can go over there or you can go to our link <laughs> our link tree which is mm. correct 95 percent of the time this is an exception right but, you know <laughs> variety is the spice of life so <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes all of that and um you know just if this episode brought you any love light delight mm, yes please feel free to you know just leave us some love leave us a little comment rating moments like wherever you you were listening to this podcast that could be apple Podcasts or not that is either to either is fine <laughs> also if you know anyone in your life that you're just like you know what you need right now like 
these musings around colonialism and just being off topic and like just <laughs> I don't know whales calling Ubers like whatever that whatever your energy is like and you want someone else to experience this just like send this episode to them literally no context just send the link and then just yep. delete their contact information afterwards just <laughs> drop it off and just literally forget about it um, those types of actions are both chaotic and help our community to become <laughs> even better. And so that is something that we certainly love to see. Also, we just appreciate we anyone who was like, you know what? Color Pages Book Club. Like, that's a show that exists. If that was like something that like a neurotransmitter in your brain, like released mm. an electron and was like, huh, that is a show that exists. Like, we appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for incorporating us into whatever your brain activity may be. Anyway, so we are done with The Will Writer. So there's another book that we are reading next, and it is called On Earth, We Are Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Fuang. So that is what we are reading next. And um, we might just have a little, little um, surprise for the part two. So look forward to that. Or mm-hmm. not. So anyway, um, but yes, Aka, is there anything else we should leave our listeners with before we head out? No, just until we see you next time, remember to stay stay colorful. colorful.